Hello and welcome back to the Cybersock podcast with me, Adam, and and me, Ryan. <laughs> there we go. How has your week been, Ryan? How's development progress been for you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this week I've mostly just spent it refactoring different parts of the code, um, okay. fixing some issues that I've experienced. So it's been a bit of a it's been one of those weeks, you know. I've I've I have actually heard some of the issues you, you've you've been experiencing this week already, uh, and I've I've been disagreeing with some of the the construction of your of your app, in regards yes. to time zones. Well, you know, after you, so me and Adam have spoken about this already in private. <laughs> we we apologise. We <laughs> should have saved it for the podcast. We should have saved it really. But um, you said something about not agreeing with me. Yeah. But then when I was thinking about it afterwards, I was like, Adam's completely wrong with what he's saying. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So then I'll, then I'll, I'll talk, talk about that with you now. I'll present, I'll present what I see as my point then, and you can present the <laughs> counterpoint. All right, so Adam. what Ryan has is an ability to schedule things happening. Now, scheduling can be on any day of the week at any time. And the key aspect of this is that it's affected by time zone, right? So you could say on every Monday, post this at three in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Now, my solution to dealing and storing this would be to convert all of these different time zones into a standard time zone across everything, right? Mm-hmm. GMT or whatever the equivalent of universal time is uh, just because it makes things simpler you've got presumably you have to convert things into a time zone at one point you may as well do it at the start at the ingest and that's just so every all the maths that you're doing on this later on you don't need to worry about time zones your server is in one time zone and it can just deal with it mm-hmm so you go on why you think that's wrong, because I think that's fundamentally correct. So the way I'm handling it, right, is you store the day as a string. So that could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc., right? Yeah. You also store the hour and the minute as integers. So from all of that, you can construct a weekly schedule of when you want your post to be sent out, Right. The idea yeah. is you set your schedule and then the posts will be automatically sent out according to your schedule. So it's like a weekly schedule type thing, automated kind of way of scheduling posts. So the yeah. way I was handling the time zone issue, because, you know, you could have one person will have the time zone set as one thing. Someone could be in America and they'll have the time zone set to like an American um, one. So that can then affect, you know, when the scheduler looks for posts to be sent out according to a, set, a schedule that's set right now, the time zone affects it. So, so you need to take into account the time zone a lot with this issue, right, Adam? Yeah, no, I understand why. Yeah. Right, so the way I've been doing it is to select all the time zones that are in use, loop through them, set the time on the server well, actually, the the time zone of the server um, for the time zone that we're, like, looping through right now. 
and then look if there's any hour or minute slots that fit in with what the time is right now according to the time zone set. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is sounding absurd and, and stupid. It but... sounds absurd, absurd, but actually, I don't think there's any other way you can do it. I know what you're saying, Adam. And I know it's, I know your opinions on it. You think I should be converting the times that they set to all into a single time one zone. Time zone. Yes. And I can, Wh- why I can not? see it. I can see your logic so well. Because you won't that. have to like <laughs> do faff around with any of this. And there's so many bugs that could occur because of this time zone stuff. May well, as well just convert the, it. This is the thing, is it because there was a bug that occurred from it? Because that's why I was I brought up the issue to you in the first place was because I was kind of looping through and I wasn't making sure that the schedules were set for the time zone that we're looping through right now. So what was happening in reality? So if, for example, I had a post schedule for three in my time zone, yeah, Adam might have been in America with a post set for six in in, in his own zone. So what would happen is the post would send for both time zones because it was looping through all the time zones. It's quite a complicated issue to explain, I feel, unless you see the code. <laughs> Adam's yeah. seen it. Adam gets it. <laughs> no, I but I don't see why this I think this is why that my problem my solution is better in that you just convert it all to the same time zone, right? Then so... at at that time in the day on on the server, it checks for anything of that time, and it will send us. So the issue is, you either do it my way, right, where you store the data as like your string of the day, your hour, your minute. With your way, okay, you guess you can do that too, but you have to convert whenever you add or update a schedule. Convert when you send it into the view as well. Doing a lot of converting all the time there, right? I'm not doing that. Yes, I can see that. But you are kind of doing the converting because you're setting the server to a different time zone, right? Well, it's on, you know, that's um, a cron on the server side. So it doesn't Wait, affect how often the... does that trigger? Every minute. Because it has to check every... every... Mi- it has to check every minute to see if there's any posts to be sent out, right? I think actually... This is this is actually a, a different discussion into like this should probably be in the form of interrupts rather than polling, right? Every minute, and interrupts. So instead of right, in, instead of so, if you have a large user base and mm-hmm. they will a large enough user base, it'll be probably not all. There's probably some time zones that are just in the Pacific Ocean or something, but most time zones would be used. Mm-hmm. So every minute, the server would be changing to every single time zone and checking. Is that not just insane, though? I mean, is is it insane, though? Because that can happen very quickly, Adam. You know, it's not going to be that slow. No, but... <laughs> Even if it was looping through all the time zones, it would be able to do it in, like, under a second. Yes, I suppose it could do. It just feels very ugly. Well... You know, ugly for who? Because I'm the only one who <laughs> sees <reading> it. it. <laughs> and another thing that I think you, with your way of doing things, doesn't quite work out as well. You think I should convert the times all into one 
standard format, right? Yes. But what about, because on my scheduler, it's not just you can add the day as like Monday, right? You can add the day as weekends, as all of the different options, right? So you've got things like weekends on there. You can't convert something like weekends into a standard format, right? Without adding it more than once for a yes, Saturday okay. and Sunday. I see. So I I think that way doesn't really work for what I'm doing. Yes, okay. I see, I see and I I'd, I'd add an argument against myself in that you're converting it at the point of ingest once um but time zones can go a bit skewiffy uh and so maybe 5 years later that time zone that the the time that you put in for that time zone would have actually shifted if you'd converted yes, it t- that's a good today. one like um i don't know exactly if this is true or not but because obviously in the summer our hour is not the same as our winter hour no but that's a separate time zone isn't it that's gmt to bst yeah but if if you're converting that i i don't know if this is 100% correct so I don't know if I should say it, but I don't know if the if the London like zone updates in the winter. I think it does because right now it's correct. So when people input the uh, time though, you <laughs> ask them to choose a time zone, not a location. That's just like a user setting. Yes, but from what they see, that they they select. They select uh, a time zone, yes. GMT. And if they know about this, they might think, actually, I want BST because it's the winter time or something. Um, so you I might. Don't, I don't, so usually, I don't know usually how it true. works it is you say, like, um, London, Lisbon, etc., don't you, for that? For yeah, that I think, cause time I think you, zone. Just, you just select like Europe slash London. Well, um, then I suppose some countries in the same time zone experience summertime and some don't yeah so you wouldn't that's not something you can just convert right without yes so how do you do it then so how i'm doing it (laughs) so no so i don't know uh, what portugal does but portugal are in the same time as the uk time zone right okay uh if portugal didn't uh experience summertime not mm-hmm. summertime is in like season, but there's the plus one hours and minus one yeah. hours. They're changing the <laughs> clocks. Um, uh, how would you know not to do that for these Portuguese users, but not for the British users who are both selecting the same time zone when they set it? Well, if you're converting them, you wouldn't, right? But I'm no, not. If you're doing I'm it, not if you're doing it them. your way, I don't see how you solve that problem. Well, that's. I I think the time zones. I don't know if I if this is true. So I I don't don't really want to say it. But I think the time zones update for what the the time is in that location. Because yeah, it's but you like, don't ask them their location. But no, but the location of like the the zone. So like Europe slash London. Yeah. I, so because Europe slash London time zone, right? That time zone goes for different countries. It goes through Britain and it goes through Portugal and. Uh, countries in africa right yes if yes but and countries can legislate to have their countries follow or not follow 
and the changing of the clocks. So if you think of like the the Portugal thing you're saying now, Adam, because yeah. it it isn't like if you're in like if you're in Lisbon, you're going to use the London zone. You can use you. Oh, you, you can have, use you have a Lisbon zone. Do you? you can use Europe slash Lisbon. Yeah. So oh, sorry, I thought you had the them. zones are basically just like a list of locations. Oh, of they all are the different okay, time sorry. zones. Then I misunderstand. Okay, and I so think if, if they I are think like in the summer, that, then the the London fine. one becomes like the. If you do that, then what that's is fine. The, the, the the actual? Yeah. You know, I think I think they they update according to to the season. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I, I I assumed you were just doing, but I'm I'm not sure that's true. So I, I haven't checked it. So if it's not, but that makes know. sense. <laughs> it makes sense to do that. If okay, fine. So if you're converting to to UTC, you're not taking that into account at all, are you? Yes. I'm and not. also the things that things like weekends and stuff, you're not handling those either. No. Without yes. adding them more than once, which is silly because they exist as one entity, you know? Yes, I suppose your solution is better than my solution in that account. I just still don't think it's a good solution, though. Mm. There must <laughs> well, be a better solution. It probably is is better because, you know, I I understand the problem more than you do. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's my problem. But, um, <laughs> and I, I don't know if anyone else would even enjoy listening to this ad because I think without seeing the code I don't know if it's you can even understand the problem no but, I'm not yeah. talking about the problem you're experiencing just just theoretically about how you store you know times in a database I suppose but not real times yeah not because like I, you know date not, times that's not what I'm actually storing is it? I'm just yes. storing like when you want it posted on a kind of weekly schedule it's not a time per se yes. you know it's yeah. just strings and integers isn't that yeah. what everything is <laughs> just ones and zeros right just ones and zeros so yeah that was that was the issue i had this week it was quite i guess it was a bit interesting really because that is something that wasn't picked up you know by like php unit or cypress because it's not something that you can easily put in a test because it's kind of something that only shows up in production, I guess. It only showed up because someone else had, like, it was like America slash New York that they, they were using as a time zone. But have um, you written a test case to check for this? Now you realise that could be a problem. No, because <laughs> may, maybe I should, but I haven't done it. Um... You, you probably, if you, if you were being a good developer, you should write a test case that adds two, th- two times and checks that the first one doesn't trigger when the second one is. Yeah, I'll make a note of that. Um... But it was just it was just interesting because it wasn't like even something that I'd thought about, you know, beforehand. That yes. that would be wrong. Um and I think it's always a it's always a bit confusing when you think of like the time zone conversion stuff in, in your brain anyway. Like I'd I don't know how you feel about that, Adam, but when I've been trying to think of like this, it does sometimes mess with my brain. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think it's probably a good idea to stay as far away from time and time zones as physically possible yeah well unfortunately i made a scheduling app so (laughs) just is not possible for me (laughs) um but yeah i just thought i just thought that was interesting because it was like a production only issue that i was experiencing because obviously locally i only had my user account and i didn't understand why it was why this was happening why it was scheduling posts more often than it should have been yeah and that that will happen, obviously, won't it? At times, you will. Yeah, I just you'll ha- you'll have it working perfectly locally, and then in production, you will get issues because you can't pick up every possible situation that might happen. 
Yes. No, I was thinking about even though, this. Even though we want to, it's just it's so not feasible, is it? You're planning to actually uh, host this app and produce it for anyone to use. Um, mm-hmm. What yes. have you set up as your like, bug reporting? Or what do you plan to? Or have you planned to? I mean, because it's just me doing it, I'm not doing anything fancy with that, you know? Just an, just an email? The, the email's on there for them to like email in. And they would email and I would fix it. But I am using Sentry as well, which I know you're a fan of too. Yeah. So yes, it's a... Um, do you want to explain what it is? You explain. You can probably explain it better than I can. Because <laughs> you've used it like in the workplace. So what it is, is issue tracking. Uh, so when your program that's running out in the wild uh, throws an exception or finds an error that it can't handle, it will ping this sentry server which is just a really nice dashboard to view and log all of these things all these errors that it's throwing and graph how much how much is occurring where and when so you can understand problems before they happen in a way you can see okay actually every tuesday we get a significant spike in these kind of bugs. So it's not new as such. I mean, people have been logging errors uh, since, since, since the, the dawn, dawn of time. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But Very but nice. the dashboard to like preview it and understand it is, I think, quite helpful. I it, that's what I've found in in the work I've done. It's very helpful because you know locally you get an exception and you see the error message because you're working in in a local environment, right? Yeah, but in production, you're not going to be showing exceptions and errors to your users, so it is very nice when I have a production issue like this. To well, not like this one, not like the times and one. I had another another issue, which I'll talk about now. <laughs> but um, it is it is very nice then that it it will log that exception. I have an email whenever there's an exception as well. Um, yeah, because it doesn't happen often, you know, and then I can look at look at that and fix it and it really it shows the stack trace in a really nice way as well i don't know if you've had that if you've seen that <laughs> no yeah i have it's it's quite because beforehand you would just be logged to a log file and it would be reactive that someone would say I, i've got an error here um you'd have to look into it and you'd have to trawl through log files yes but now it's, it's whenever proactive. you reading like log files like that is just it's never fun to do is it yeah, exactly right yeah and it's it it just shows it all in a really nice way. The stack trace is really helpful of how it shows things out. Even nicer than so Laravel. I can't remember the name of it now, but it has its own like um error exception handler that you see in local development. Um, yeah. That's like a package that they make. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but even that like stack trace compared to Sentry, the Sentry one is like so much more useful. I find. Yeah. 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 No. It's it's quite excellent yeah not spawn not spawn but (laughs) but if you want to (laughs) spawn please do um but the yeah so there was it was useful this week um as well because i was uploading a video file and it was resulting in an exception um because again there was and like there was something that i hadn't spotted like earlier on in development that should be a part of the suite of tests, you know, Adam. So yeah, there's something I didn't pick up there, and then I noticed it in production. 
But then straight away, as soon as it happened, I had like the server 500 show up in the browser, you know. But then um, straight away I had an email from Sentry and I could see in the stack trace exactly what the issue was. I knew like instantly what it was. So I'm I'm a massive Sentry fan now. Um, I'm going to use it in all my projects forever. <laughs> it's one of my things now that I'm I'm going to keep, you know, in the tool belt. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very helpful, particularly when it's like a, a reasonably large scale application. You can't quite keep track of all the errors uh, and all the even, things personally. Even smaller scale, because nobody wants to go through log files looking at what, what exceptions were raised, you know, what to trying to work out what the error was that way. It's it's yeah. not nice to do it like that way, and it's nice to see them all all tracked as issues in Sentry separately. You know, it's 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 a very nice piece of software. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, to move to move to move on from that in a completely different direction. Okay. Uh, <laughs> after the last three podcasts, I I've I thought there's something missing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add it into this podcast, and we're gonna call it the news section. All right. <laughs> it's going to be new. So I, outside of the past, regularly send Ryan links of things that I see that are interesting. All the time. Yep. Never get any more, back, more but it's fine. More than, than I want, but... <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put them in the podcast instead. Uh, right. the, the, the first thing that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you've seen it yourself, Ryan, but Reddit have, have a personalised end-of-the-year recap much like spotify i yeah i saw this i haven't read any news about it or anything but i opened my reddit app and it was there Uh, you see you've seen your own (laughs) i've seen my own yes and i have thoughts on it i me too actually i thought it's quite interesting i think i've seen a i think spotify were probably the first people to do it at least in a well-known i think they were and they've been doing it for a few years now haven't they yeah and i i've i've seen other people copy it and move move Yes, Similarly. a lot of of diff- different like companies or websites are doing the same thing now, um, because for Spotify it is such a big, like kind of like marketing PR type thing for them because everyone shares them on social media and stuff. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. People really like analytics about themselves. There's, they do, you know, putting a watch on your wrist and seeing all the data about your fitness and your stress levels and your sleep patterns. Uh, exactly. I mean. I'm not a, I, I'm not an outlier here. It also really interests me, this kind of stuff. But I, I don't quite know why. It's quite interesting. I like I, to know your opinions. I really like like looking at my Spotify wrapped and, um, you know, seeing what songs I listen to the most this year. Um, but that's probably my most like interesting one of it. I, I don't find it all very interesting. Like it, And this year they did introduce some weird um, things on there that I haven't seen before. Um, like stuff like the top genres, I don't think is that interesting to me. But I like seeing like what song I played the most, like who my top artists were. I think that's quite an interesting like stat of the year for me, you know. Yeah, I think it's an interesting kind of business decision as well. Just pull, pulling your users in uh, by analysing what they do on the platform. And mm-hmm. I, I'm interested what what like the business reasons you'd think would be for that. I think just because people like it, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I'm just wondering, do you think this is encouraging people to use their software and their services more by seeing? Maybe, yes. But I think the mostly the, the reason behind it is for, you know, that social aspect of it, because people will share these, put them on their stories. Um, you yeah. Know? 
Yeah. And it just makes people think about Spotify more, <laughs> which is what is the goal of these, you know, huge companies, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's interesting as well, because you'd think that companies would be kind of squeamish about showing how much data that they know about you. I understand that this isn't particularly scary data, I suppose, seeing all the, you know, the Reddit posts you've made, looked at, etc. But it's an interesting... I actually it kind thought of makes you uncomfortable. Because yeah. um, for, for some reason, I don't feel at all... Um, I'm not like... I don't feel scared at all about the Spotify rap, like seeing those stats. That 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 sits that sits like completely fine with me. But when I saw the Reddit one, I don't I don't know why I didn't like it when it said like there was I don't know if you had this as well. I assume we all had the same kind of stats. But um one of the pages on there was like how far you've scrolled. Yeah. And I just found that like so weird. Yeah. I understand that that is a valuable, like, you know, analytic for advertising and, like, for their, their own, like, um, anal- analytical purposes of knowing how long people spend scrolling on their app and stuff. But, like, I th- that's not, I, I feel like that's not information you want to, to, to give to someone. <laughs> you yeah, know, cause it's it, interesting. Because it, it makes you feel a bit like, I don't really want you to, to have that information in a way. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's also... Facebook a few years ago now I think but they got in trouble for this kind of same thing that they encourage users just to scroll forever Mm -hmm. Um, and this is interesting that Reddit are showing off that kind of stat which I think legislatively isn't a popular (laughs) stat you know and it's not I found it interesting because I I kind of feel like Thinking of the audience of, say, Reddit compared to Spotify, I think Spotify users are a bit more social, a bit more mainstream than, say, Reddit users. Um, yeah, I suppose you listen to some music while doing something else. Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of, I, I feel, I thought, kind of th- thought that, like, maybe the people of Reddit, like the Reddit community, would be more sceptical of these kind of things compared to Spotify users. I don't know if I'm explaining that in a good way. I mean, maybe. I've not really looked at any kind of fallout from this, but I assume there might be. I Yeah, because I think Reddit is a bit more like that, right? Like that, like the users of Reddit are a bit more savvy in that way, maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's probably certain communities that really are into that kind of stuff. So I, I assume there's, there's definitely some people who did not like this. The, yes. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't like, go all the way through because I found it not as interesting as the Spotify one. Um, Spotify one I actually went all the way through. And maybe because it's got music and it moves, but the Reddit one was very <laughs> static. <laughs> so I, it didn't interest me enough to go all the way through. And I wasn't particularly interested in you know like what is the communities I visited the most. Like that isn't. I don't find that interesting. I didn't. I didn't actually find the Reddit one very interesting compared to Spotify. Yes, yeah, I suppose. And it's also maybe going back into the. Spotify's uh, something you do while doing other things. You listen to these songs without thinking about it. You discover new things without uh, doing it. But knowing, you know, that my most upvoted post is this. I, I mean, I know that I, I made the post, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it's just less. It's less in... like shocking to you, I guess. Yeah. But I, the the only one that like had a reaction from me was the one about the scrolling because I just I don't want them really to. 
just to know how far I scroll. And I know all the apps know how far you scroll. They all store that as like an analytical thing. But it's like that that's that's kind of feels like the type of thing you don't want them to know. I don't know. That's that was just yeah. my thoughts on Reddit recap. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I'm going to bring on to another news topic now. And that's the monetization of social media. Um, so I think the another big thing that's been in the news is Discord. They're monetizing the way uh, channels can work. So if you are a, a Discord admin and you run your own channel, you can now monetize it for all the people... Uh, who, are, who are members of that community and they, they can pay I think it was recommended between 3 and $100 a month uh, and uh, Discord then take 10% of that and okay. I think that's quite I, I, interesting I haven't heard about this but so the, but that, there's been other 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 social media companies move, moving the same way um, I think it all started by Patreon what was the big thing that started people being able to pay for things that they like right yeah and they're, they're all kind of um stealing this idea now right <laughs> of like being able to subscribe to users basically on your platform yeah i think it's interesting because previously people didn't think that uh people would pay for that kind of stuff they it was all well, it's got to be monetized with ads because no one's going to pay to look at this or, or know who you are. Um, and I think that's possibly uh, how it works for discovery of new people. But I suppose if you find some kind of content that you really enjoy, people are willing to pay for it. Yeah, because a, a lot of the different social media platforms are adding like a kind of subscription kind of feature for individuals now. Um, yeah. I don't know if there are, if there are any that haven't added that feature yet. Um, I can't, I don't know if Snapchat or Instagram have that. I'm pretty sure like the rest of the major ones do have a subscription kind of feature now. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of, if you remember back when stories were a big thing, Instagram started, wait, no, Instagram didn't start stories. Look, that's even affected my memory now, Adam, (laughs) because everyone has stories now. Yeah. Snapchat was like the first, first like app to do something like that. I can't believe I just misremembered as Instagram. That that shows how well Instagram stories have like become known as like a thing now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that I've misremembered who started it first. Anyway, the point I was making was Snapchat started that, Instagram brought on stories. And since then, all of the different apps have added stories as like a, a feature of the app now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's on. It, it's on. It's on Facebook, YouTube, things that you wouldn't expect it or or really want it. Yeah, there's like shorts on there, right? And I don't know who yeah. who is watching shorts. I'm not. Are you? Yeah. No. No. It's 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 quite interesting that it's so homogenous in that someone comes up with an idea, and they're no longer trying to you know be different and apart from everyone else. Everyone just jumps on the same bandwagon. Yeah, and it, this like subscription type thing just reminded me of that. It's like they're all adopting this subscription model for individuals, kind of the same how Snapchat started, like this idea of stories, and then you no know, stories are everywhere. It kind of just reminded yeah. me of of that, you know, how one app can start a unique idea, and suddenly 
all the other social media platforms also have that now. <laughs> and yeah, it becomes I mean, just for, a part of like normal kind of use of social media. Yeah, and I think it's but it, I think it's a positive for this specifically this um monetization um of stuff is actually quite good for developers I think because ads uh aren't aren't brilliant for just user experience and also are too dominated by the big Google's Facebooks of the world right mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're no longer beholden to whatever Google wants to put on your site and how much percentage they want to take. You can, right. if you if your development is good enough and it's got um, that kind of social media community feel to it, you can earn your own money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting for developers and you know those kind of companies. So what you're saying, it's a more interesting kind of model than advertising for revenue. Yeah, that what I think yeah. so. Um, I because think the, the, doesn't replace the, it. The issue is that nobody likes advertising. Yeah. So being able to pay for something and like for it to be like ad free in other aspects is quite quite good. Is that what you kind of like relating to? Yeah, and just being able to. Uh, so Discord now have a, another source of income, um, but if 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 you imagine you were on some kind of uh, video sharing site. Uh, not YouTube, obviously, who are owned by Google. Um, now, you don't have to behold yourself to any kind of big advertising company, right? Who are going to control what ads are shown and how much percentage they take of that money. You can directly take it from your customers, right? Right. Which I think, that, or that a blog kind of, or something. That kind of reminds me of... Um, so, obviously, with YouTube, it's free to upload, free to use... Yeah. But they have ads on basically every video. On Vimeo, um, they I only know this because I uploaded a video recently for one of my projects. But um they they charge the creators so they, they have a free plan for your creators, but to get any more kind of like control over your videos, they charge the creators like um a monthly fee. Um rather than, you know, advertising and putting ads all over their website and videos they charge the people uploading and making videos i just thought that was that's quite like an interesting um model as well compared to youtube that is interesting because i mean that's effectively how uh you would expect this kind of thing to work right they're providing you a service which is uploading storing and showing these videos to other people and you should pay for that right Mm -hmm. and that makes sense um, but it's interesting how novel that what what uh, clearly seems like an obvious monetization policy. How novel that feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, using any social media app these days, it's just like it's full of ads, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really use social media anymore because not not so much just because of the ads, but because I just I'm just not not a fan anymore. You know, Adam. <laughs> No, and um, I was never any big social media user. I mean, I, I was never a big social media user, but I could spend, you know, hour plus just scrolling easily. Um, yeah. It's just, it's very, and and they're, they're, they're made to, to, to do that to you, aren't they? They're made to make you scroll for hours on end. Yeah. And it was just, since like last year, when the news was just, very depressing all the time 
ads everywhere. I just was like, I'm not interested in using this app anymore. <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah, so it might. It might. This might be positive news in that it there's like a better quality of experience now that you you don't have to. Uh, if you paid like a monthly fee to join some kind of Twitter alternative, right? Mm-hmm. They would they they would no longer be needing to keep you on there for as long as possible, right? They're getting their money either way. So maybe that it could turn into a more of a quality uh, service that you pay a little bit of money for. Yeah, it's kind of like um, what's the what's the name of the like the premium version of of YouTube? What's what's that called now? Is it YouTube? Uh, it was YouTube, premium was it YouTube, YouTube Plus or Red or something. <laughs> it was YouTube Red at some point, but I think it could be YouTube. I Premium. feel I feel I no like idea. it's I feel like it's not called YouTube Red anymore, is it? That that feels no. like an old name. I've um, said I'm not I've not and don't plan to give YouTube any money. No, but that that's kind of um n- not similar to what you're saying, but like obviously YouTube's free to use, but they had this like premium premium subscription that you could pay for um to remove ads. Um, yes which is another yeah. like interesting kind of model i don't know the stats of how many people have you know the premium paid version of youtube um but that is again like an interesting type of model yeah and it it, it would be interesting if if it was just you paid for a video sharing service and it it only showed you things that it thought you'd like and that were decent and good rather than uh showing you everything that you might even vaguely enjoy which might be really good for social media. A lot of the, a lot of the possible issues people see with social media is that it just shows you so much stuff, and at some point this stuff just becomes insane because there's not much of stuff left. So maybe yeah. if it only shows you good quality stuff, then it might make it a better place. I don't know. Well, you need to make an app like that, then Adam, <laughs> and <laughs> maybe maybe people will like it. Yes. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> The the thing I find like is just the most annoying is just like the the internet has become well not become this isn't new the internet's always been full of ads yeah it's just how the internet is has been funded um there's nothing more annoying than like the ads on videos I find because yeah. it kind of especially when you go in the middle of of a video I don't like I use ads block on my computer obviously because you have i feel like you have to (laughs) because otherwise you're just gonna get ads chucked at you all the time but like on my like phone and stuff and on the like the tv um ads will will play on that you know and i kind of think it um it kind of like we we well how i am at least i kind of moved away from the the tv like the 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 traditional um way of watching watching tv like over satellite you know <laughs> yeah um and having ads blasted at you every 15 minutes to just stream and everything yeah but now they just like they're checking on ads on top of that as well you know yeah and so th- i suppose then that's the, the alternative to my point right something like netflix you do pay for and um do they have ads on Netflix? They definitely have it on like Amazon Prime and things, don't they? There's no ads on Netflix, but Amazon okay. Prime, um, yes, you will see, you will sometimes see like an ad for one of their other shows at the start of what you're watching. Yeah. Um, which And that runs counter to my point that if you pay for it, you might get a better experience and still 
they're wanting you to watch as much as possible. So yeah, I mean sometimes you'll you'll pay and get ads. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean I don't know. I who knows? Maybe these companies just want their cake and eat it too. I I won't name names, but there are some um streaming apps, Adam. Maybe one will even come to your mind instantly. The, okay. They show like minutes of ads every 15 minutes. I have to admit, I don't use any streaming apps. Well, <laughs> there's, there's, there's one that but shows literally about four or five minutes of ads every 15 minutes. I can imagine it might be the case, yeah. And that that's just like so old school, right? That's how TV used to work. Yeah. And they're trying to bring that into like the streaming world and we don't want ads like that on streaming <laughs> we don't want five minutes of ads that we can't skip um i don't know i just just some, something that irritates me <laughs> yeah well maybe the world is doomed who knows i'm thinking we discuss uh what facebook or as they're calling themselves now meta have been doing regarding the metaverse which is quite right. con- quite controversial Yes, this this isn't hot new news, but um, it is no, news. but it's certainly on people's lips. It is on people's lips. Um, I mean, the thing that I think about it the most is, I know now that the name of like you know the 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 holding name is going to be Meta instead, but no one is going to refer to them as Meta. <laughs> no, ever. No. I don't think they're going to be known as Facebook. Yeah, I know Facebook is just one of their apps now. And it's not the name of the company, but people are going to refer to it as Facebook. I understand why they kind of did it, because it makes sense if they're having all these different things. But yeah, you, you can't you can't become so, so large of a brand and then ask people to forget about it. I mean, it, it would have made sense, I guess, if they'd made this switch much earlier before they started to acquire all these different apps. But yeah. they've already reached this point now. They're probably what well they 100% are one of the biggest um companies of this type in the world if not maybe the biggest i don't know (laughs) um but yeah you know it's they're going to be known as facebook forever yes but i think we'll probably still call if this happens the metaverse the metaverse because it is props to them a good name i'll give them that it is a good name (laughs) The metaverse is its own separate thing, though, isn't it? It's part of meta, unrelated yes. to meta. It's just called yes. the metaverse. I, I mean, ironically, calling calling your next product the name of the company that you moved away from calling the same as your product <laughs> seems yeah, self-defeating. Mean, but might they not? They might come across this problem in the future again when yeah, they want to move away by, from meta. Owned by metaverse, yeah. <laughs> They want to move away from like the meta name because metaverse has become so big. <laughs> there would just be the Facebook issue all over again. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we should we should be running Facebook. Um, oh, so... I don't know if I'd want to do that. But... <laughs> just to close it all down. <laughs> so Zuck is envisioning a future where it is all working from home and. Uh, only your home physically, right? You you can be in the office virtually in I, what they're going to call the metaverse, I believe. I don't know. How much is he actually believing in this idea, do you think? I think... I mean, I think we... It 
could be interesting. I think we had a, a discussion in in class two weeks ago um, vaguely about this and what, what is reality. Um, and I think, actually, in the next possible uh, revelation in terms of VR and altered reality is that they just plug your brain into something else, right? Because effectively your brain is plugged into your eyes, your, your nose, your ears, <laughs> etc. And this is this right. is your headset to understand the world around you, right? Yes. <laughs> they could okay. just plug in virtual eyes and it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't physically need to be anywhere. You could just experience it. It would feel no different, right? It's just electrochemical signals. I don't know if it would. Okay, maybe. But you, the things that you do with if, your hands with with your eyes idea. Yes. Okay. But you know, if you <laughs> but, touch something with your hand, I'm touching my desk at the moment. That could be. I mean, that's just signals that is being sent to the brain, right? That could be copied. Yes. I mean, theoretically, I, I'm assuming I'm no biologist. I, I mean, if you, it's not, what you're saying there is, I'd say, accurate, but, like, it's not what he's envisioning, right? He's, it's, he's envisioning, like, you put on a VR headset and enter another world of sorts. Yes, but I, I'm saying that it could be in the future that this kind of, well, you just can be anywhere you want to be. It doesn't really matter. There's no travel. You just flick a switch. Might be, uh exactly what the world is right it might we, we might be pushing against something which is how the future becomes yeah and then we'll just what what kind of a future is that though <laughs> where what is everyone just gonna lie in bed with their headset on experiencing life through their headset well you could just be a brain in a jar Ryan. what would it matter would it matter i i don't I mean know, it's Adam. the same thing right it's this just is, like this is very philosophical for me <laughs> Um, I mean, I so don't, I, I don't know what it will be like in the future. This is these are all quite like sci-fi type ideas that he's trying to like bring into reality. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know a lot of these kind of things. I, I I don't think maybe the metaverse will bring it to us. Uh, it could just be the sacrificial lamb in in the next process, right? And in it's the... it's like would will would people even want this though? Like, cause VR has a bit of a, it's had a bit of a rocky road up until now, right? Because yeah. it's, I think, I don't, I haven't looked into the history of VR, Adam, but I think they were expecting it to have a, to have been a bigger hit than it than it is. If that makes sense. Yes, I mean, I don't think VR is not a hit. It's not the three D television. No, yeah, of it, the world. it is. No, it is. It is a hit, but I think they were expecting more of a hit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I think Facebook are really going behind it, right? Their purchase of Oculus, mm-hmm. um, and these are dirt cheap headsets that they're selling, and they're very popular, really. Yes. A lot so, of people have tried VR th- through the Facebook world. Yes, and and Mark is invested in VR, so I guess I it, it he's makes, got some it some makes plans. sense. It makes sense that he'd want to do the metaverse. I saw um, a plus to it because I, I don't, you know, I don't want to live my life virtually. I, I live it virtually enough right now anyway, just looking <laughs> at my screen all day. I don't want to yeah. become a part of the screen. <laughs> the only positive thing that I can maybe see from it, if you are someone with like, you know, high um, kind of accessibility needs, um, yeah, being able to 
experience a life that maybe you wouldn't be able to experience physically um yeah through like the metaverse i think that is exciting and i i i fully support behind that idea uh and well in lockdown right that was all of us to some extent there was a life that we wanted to lead and we couldn't do it right because mm-hmm. of the because of the the legislator in place if only we'd had the metaverse back then <laughs> so if it was then right so you could uh, attend university virtually right you could see me and everyone else in the class well with your cardiff university headset on would you or would you just join a zoom link what which one would i prefer to do you mean yep um i mean i i i don't mind the the zoom learning and popper opinion but <laughs> so i i would prefer to do that than stick a vr headset on and see you all in a room <laughs> yeah i kind of feel the it's same more, it's more effort you know i think i think that it would have to become much more one-to-one to with real life for me to i think this the steps it would need to take is that I would just be able to move my like arms and things and and that be reflected in that real world in that virtual world. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think that if that was seamless and easy, uh, I think I would probably do it. I think that would be my breaking point. Yeah, and I I have. No idea on what I'm what I'm about to say, <laughs> um, but there, this probably this probably sounds like it should be true, is that there must be it's like it's not if as if like I don't feel like your brain would react the same to being in a room physically to being in a room you know virtually in the metaverse per se. I don't think that your brain would like re- react the same way. <laughs> Because I think you know, it's 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 unnatural to like re- to to interact with the world in that way, right? And I don't think the brain would would work as well with it. <laughs> yeah, I think at the current like technology I I, level... I know nothing about biology, so I don't know why I'm even bringing up an opinion on it. <laughs> but no, I, but I, I, I feel I like think that it's, must it's, be it's true. Fair. I feel I like see, that must. Be I mean, true. you've tried VR before, right? No, I've never tried it. Oh, okay. <laughs> then this really is a layman's opinion. Yeah. Knows uh, <laughs> nothing about VR, knows nothing about bi- biology, but it's here to give you opinions on both. <laughs> but I I have a original HTC Vive. Uh, I bought it a f- a f- like three years after it uh, first launched. And you can, you can get lost in these kind of worlds. Um, even if they're like nothing like real life, uh, you know, very cartoony or whatever, you can... It's the brain doesn't feel you need to remind yourself that there is actually a world outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the the I, only I, maybe example to... I am going to become a biologist again here, Adam. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but the the only example I can think of as someone who knows nothing about biology is like pheromones and stuff like that. Right. Are you, you trying you... to smell people <laughs> in VR? <laughs> but I'm saying like you're not going to be able to experience that virtually. What? You know, <laughs> you can't experience pheromones virtually, right? Are you experiencing that in the classroom? <laughs> no, but you know, in the metaverse, will you be able to, you know, fall in love in the metaverse? I'm uh, I'm just saying, if this is going to become a part of, like, 
our whole human experience. It's, suppose, it's, there maybe. are some things that's never going to be able to replicate. Yes. Well, I suppose, you know, yes. And also your human body has needs anyway. A variety of needs <laughs> that it has to serve that it cannot serve virtually. Yes, I'm not. I'm not thinking that Zuck believes we should live in this metaverse and not ever go to the toilet, for example, or consume food. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he didn't. He didn't talk about it very much. It was quite a short little thing, wasn't it? But no, I mean we are extrapolating. We, yeah, yeah. We're we're just making up what could possibly happen. <laughs> I think. I think virtual existences could be like a really interesting solution to a lot of issues, right? I mean, it might be uh, dystopian in some aspects. Um, I th- people say a lot about today about people living in bubbles, right, of their own opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if you could literally live in a bubble of your own opinions. You never, there was never even existed anyone that disagreed with you significantly. Uh, well, that could be achieved, um, right? That's quite an interesting point as well, because without the bad, what is the good? Yes. You know? <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it, I think it's not an impossible future for us to be brains in jars, right? Is is that something people want, though? Because unless people know. want it, then it'll never happen. That would def- I'd, I would, I mean... I don't know if I would you, you opt to have... You want your brain the... in a jar, Adam. <laughs> I don't know if I'd opt to have it removed. <laughs> but I, I'd opt to, like, shove some cables in my brain. I... Right? Yeah, these are probably unpopular opinions. But I, I have thought before about it would be really good to have, like, the internet in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you imagine teleportation would be effectively real, right? Because you could just be anywhere you want. There's just a graphics card somewhere rendering it for you. Oh, so it's, it's like affecting what your eyes see, you mean? No, it'd be your entire experience. The brain in the jar <laughs> is what I'm going for here, Ryan. Everything oh, you right. touch, okay. smell, see, feel, it would be no different to real life. I can't... I mean, maybe pheromones, right? If, uh, <laughs> not a biologist. <laughs> yeah, but not entirely sure can, how um, real these things are. Maybe in that, in that future, you could simulate pheromones, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I suppose but... you, you would be, be able to. I mean, one thing maybe would be deciding on what you are, right? So now biology decides how tall I am, what I look like, how physically fit I am. Mm-hmm. But in this virtual imagine you world, could choose how you look completely. <laughs> yeah, could you choose it, or would it be random? Or I you don't know, know, Adam, that's, that's could a good point. Ha- could someone hack could the hack, system? <laughs> hack how, how you look? <laughs> Add like a could, spot on your face or something. Well, I mean. Uh, the the small end of it, yeah, yes. the big end of it. Can they like torture you for eternity? Yeah, exactly. Right? right. Could um, hell exist? The <laughs> could hell exist? <laughs> the like some of one of the points that I'm like thinking of here is the the technical feasibility of of all this. To me, seems like it's probably hundreds of years away, if at all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think. Everything seems impossible, and then it just happens, right? Mm, I don't know about that. The, uh, like, no, I th- you think a hundred years to... ago, Ryan, how how catastrophically different the world was in like the turn of the twentieth century? Yeah, but you're talking of just replicating the entire human existence, Ryan. Virtually. If you told someone a hundred years ago that 
all of human knowledge would exist at the snap of your fingertips on a device the size of your hand they would go that's just so insane that's i mean <laughs> that that would be absurd right to be able to that they would say when we live on mars right <laughs> and we will be soon so I, th- I think very possible it all happens until someone goes, actually, this is feasible. I'm going to do it. The other thing I think about here is this must be very expensive to, to run mm. as as, what... as a simulation, right? Yes. Where's the monetization? involved. Who is paying for this? Yeah. Is it government funded? Is the NHS going to just be brains in jars? <laughs> If you have your brain in a jar, then that's going to be very expensive to to run, to, 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 to simulate your virtual environment, to maintain the, you know, the physicality of your brain in a jar. What, what if Does someone, there need to be... Well, they're going to need, need, people... need security. What if someone steals your brain? Well, are all people brains in jars, right? Or will <laughs> there need to be... Oh, God. Uh, an, an underclass, right, of, of people who are just real humans who have to keep it all running. Well, e- exactly, because how can a brain in jar look after other brains in jars, really? You're gonna need exactly. Some, you're going to need some physicality there to maintain the brains in jars. This is going to be an interesting future we're going to live through, Ryan. I mean, maybe if everyone was brains in jars, you could have robots that maintained <laughs> everything for you. I mean, maybe. I mean, that that should be the plot of the next Terminator movie, right? Yeah, are we just making a, a science <laughs> Robots fiction go bad. script here? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think, a possible future. Maybe. Maybe not as extreme as Brains in Jars, <laughs> but... Yes, and I, I think if software engineering doesn't work out for us, then we could become um, script writers for <laughs> science fiction films. <laughs> I think we're going to have to leave the rest up to the audience's imagination then. 